Hello, and welcome to Hump Day Habits, the podcast where entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and go-getters learn the habits, routines, and skills to take you to the next level in your personal, professional, and social lives. We're all about working on your business and life and not just in them. I'm your host, Sean Miles, and I'm here to help you habit better. Just a quick note, if you hear me interacting with people, episodes of Hump Day Habits are filmed live on Instagram. So feel free to check us out on Wednesdays at 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time if you want to ask some specific questions about that week's topic. You can find us on Instagram by searching Habit Better, all one word. So please enjoy the show. All right, we are ready for a, another day of Hump Day Habits. So thank you uh, for joining Hello, um, and today we are going to uh, kick off by, or spend the time uh, talking about uh, avoiding burnout, and there's a lot of different ways to do this, but we are going to be focused today on um, planning your play, and so, you know, really kind of focusing on the thing that we all should enjoy, which is playing. And so um, kind of starting out, um, what is burnout? So burnout is kind of, it's, it's much, it's more intense than stress and, and actually a little bit different. So emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by sustained periods of excessive stress is really kind of what leads to burnout. And burnout uh, saps your motivation. Um, It's going to reduce your productivity. Um, And we'll actually talk about how planning your play can reverse that. Um, It gives you feelings of hopelessness and helplessness. um, And it also blunts your emotions. So often stress can be heightened emotional states, whereas burnout is like you've gone so far that your emotions are blunted. Um, And, you know, this whole process tanks your immune system and leads to long-term health impacts, making you more susceptible to disease. Um, Everything from like a cold to depression to high blood pressure which in turn can lead to more serious heart conditions. So burnout is something that you definitely want to take seriously because it's coming from that sustained period of excessive stress, which then, you know, just kind of takes you off this, off this edge. So why does burnout happen? Um, a lot of different reasons. One of the reasons, um, you know, that, that I like to think about specifically is in the context of goals, actually. So you can be sitting there and, you know, you create this plan, you come up with, I'm going to work out at 5 a.m. I'm going to, you know, go to the gym. I'm going to do all these different things. I've got this nice plan. I'm going to live this new life of rigor and routine. And you get a few weeks or days into it and collapse. You're just like, you just turn into like this pile of mush. And, um, you know, it's not that you didn't try hard or that you weren't focused or anything like that. Most of the time, you just didn't plan the play. You had all of these new things that you were trying to do in this like new, new you that you created and, and, and you forgot to add in the fillers. 
And so one of those key fillers is, is really planning that play. And, you know, for me, when I hit that collapse, it's like sometimes I, I call it the cave. And like I'll collapse, I go into the cave, I binge watch some Netflix, eat everything in my refrigerator, and, you know, I'm like this pile of mush on my couch. Um, I don't want to talk to people. So we want to avoid that, right? We want to we want to build a sustainable pattern. We want those goals. We want those good habits. We want this new you to be able to build it, but we want it to be sustainable. And so that's where you know, like having this plan, which you know might seem a little counterintuitive, you know, planning your play, um, but but that's where this come comes to work. So I don't know about you, but maybe I'm an ideally. Eat, idealizing my childhood, I don't think I ever had to think about play, like coming up with ideas for play. But man, as an adult, sometimes I go and I like sit on the couch at the end of the day and I'm tired and for the life of me, I can't think of anything that I want to do. Like nothing sounds great. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to sit on the couch, watch some Netflix, you know, that cave again because I'm tired or whatever. And your brain is not in a state to like come up with good ideas, especially because as adults, you know, we don't think of things as play as much. And so again, this is where the planning comes into play. And so one of the things I touched on earlier was this idea of like burnout, killing your productivity and decreasing it. So play increases your productivity. So people, um, Andrew Oswald did a study and he showed people short little comedy clips and got them to laugh and enjoy themselves for a little bit. And then he had them do a task. People that got the comedy clips versus the control group that didn't had a 12% increase in their productivity. That's over 10%. So like in an hour, that's getting an extra like eight minutes you know, in, or an extra seven minutes into your hour. So, so now you're working on 67 minute hours as opposed to the person that isn't having a good time. So, you know, that's just like, that's a hard, you know, hard data point to think about whenever you're like, I don't have time for play. It's like, well, you're going to get 12% of your time back. Um, and you know, if you think about the fact that a day is a thousand minutes, you know, that's, you know, if you're boosting 12 12%, that's over 100 minutes. It's over an hour just by making sure that you're introducing play and introducing joy into your routine. So always always something to keep in the back pocket that you do have time for this. In fact, you don't have time to not do this because that's only productivity. And, and your life doesn't revolve around um, you know productivity. Uh, it, it's so much deeper and so much richer than just being productive. Um, so what is play? You know, like I said earlier, as a kid, I don't think I would have ever had an issue answering this question. But when my brain is fried at the end of the day, a lot of times I'm like, what is play? It's like this existential question that really shouldn't be that way. Um, so play is something that brings you joy. Um, and it can be tied to your values. So if you have done any of our values coursework at Habit Better, we talk about using values as an anchor point to set inspired goals. So values are also a place where you can look to understand what brings you joy. Another thing is just tuning into your emotions. You know, like really um, kind of dig in and, and, and feel what brings you joy. 
Um, another great thing is what did you like to do as a little kid? Were you like constantly climbing all over trees and rocks and then, you know, maybe climbing is a great form of play for you. Um, thinking of just times where you, you know, had a good time. You know, that's another one. Uh, one that I like to use a lot of times, and this can go both ways, um, is when, when did I lose track of time? You know, when was I with someone? What was I doing at one point when I lost track of time? Now, there are definitely negative times when you lose track of time. Lose track of time. You know, like digging around in Facebook trying to figure out some, like, setting or something like that. Um, this is an example my sister just brought up. So it's definitely, you want to think of the positive times when you lost track of time. Maybe it was sitting and talking with someone or, you know, like spending time working on a project. Maybe it's building models or something or you just, time is gone. Um, so those are just a couple of tips to help you think about what play is for you because it's unique to everyone. So uh, you can also think of it as like trying a bunch of different flavors of play. You know, like... It, it, you don't have to just stop at the beginning. You want to try the different flavors, see what brings you joy. Um, and then now comes the planning part. So we've done a little brainstorming, everything like that, and we're, and we're going to get into planning our play. So bear with me here, because I know some of you are thinking it can't be real play if it's not spontaneous. Um, you know, I, I, why would I do this? Well, let's think about everything else in your life. You plan your work. You plan time if you've got kids to go and pick up your kids. You plan meetings. You plan chores. You plan everything else in your life. Why wouldn't you plan the thing that is going to bring you joy? And so, you know, just as, as a precursor, right? You know, like that's the reason you want to plan. Also, because you want to make sure that all of those other things don't take up all your time. Because trust me, um, you know, work behaves like a gas, not a fluid. And it will expand to the available space, you know. So if if you are, um, you know, leaving things open, your work's going to just like slowly creeping, creep out into that extra time and just fill up that time. That's why you have to like schedule it, get it on your calendar. So how are we going to make this plan? Okay, so I like to think of things in two categories. Um, and we'll dig into the specifics of them. But, you know, my, my fun things are there's play dates and fun fests. Um, fun fests are big, uh, play dates are small. Um, so we've thought about the things that bring us joy. Now we're going to make a list. And this list is really going to have two columns. We're going to have what we were doing, the activity, and who we were with. We are social animals. Other people are so important to really finding true joy and connection because you can't do this alone. And so maybe... When you're making this list, it helps to think about it in both ways. Who do I enjoy spending time with? Write that person's name down. Now, what do you usually do with that person? Write that down in the activities column. Keep working your way down, just kind of switching back and forth if you get stuck. You know, like, oh, I, I enjoy spending time with this person. Okay, well, what do we normally do? Okay, well, we do that. Well, I also do that with this other person. So you'll find yourself kind of moving down each of these columns and, and building out, you know, a, a better understanding of who you have fun with and, and what you have fun doing and what brings you joy. So when you're thinking about people, you know, like you can list down all your friends. 
it makes sense to really think about when I'm with that person, do I feel recharged? Do when I leave the conversation and am I feeling good or do I feel drained? Um, you want to be mindful of that. And the people that leave you a little drained or that you're exhausted or something like that, I'm not saying you like call them up and say, yo, you know, I thought about it. You don't bring me joy anymore. We're done here. You know, no, not at all. Um, you just want to be mindful of that when you're planning your play. Um, so every relationship is different, right? You, you feel different needs from each relationship. And so, um, and we, we have a discussion about that on needs and boundaries in our, in our relationship course. But for the purpose of this, we are focusing on the kind of need of fun and joy. So you're going to go through and build, you know, kind of build that list out. So I talked about these two categories, um, what I lovingly refer to as play dates and fun fests. Um, so we'll start with play dates. Um, so play dates are exactly what they sound like. It's a date for play, right? Um, so typically I think of these as being less than four hours um, and low or no cost. So these are things that you can easily do um, throughout the course of the week. Now, four hours is a bit on the long side, but the reason I use that is, is to think about golf. You know, like if you're a golf player, that's a lot of times, you know, that's how long you're spending on the golf course. Um, you know, tennis matches, things like that. So you still want to include those in, in your, in your play dates, but they might be at the, you know, longer, less frequent end of the spectrum. Um, another thing is the lower no cost. So these are, these should be things that you are able to do without absorbing like a financial hit. You know, you want to be able to kind of like have a list of these play dates that, um, you can just kind of go and do, you know, um, and, and these are really going to be your go-to, you know, on a weekly or two times a week basis. Um, every person's a little different, but I think once a week having like a play date, I think that's what you should really target. Um, that play date could be with your partner or significant other, could be with a friend, you can alternate, you know, however you want to think about it. But I think once a week is definitely a minimum that you should aim for. If you can swing it or depending on your personality, more than that is even better. So uh, fun fests. These are your big play items. These, these are, you know, like I said, it's a festival of fun. Um, and so this is your, you know, the vacation that you take once or twice a year. And, and typically when people think about having fun or, or, or planning their play, you know, I don't know if anyone else that really uses that phrasing, but, um, this is what they're talking about. You know, they're talking about big trips, you know, things where you're plan, you know, like you're buying plane tickets, you're thinking way in advance, you, you know, all that type of stuff, but they're pretty infrequent. So how do we balance this out? So with your fun fests, you can really lean into and expand the impact of that large event by additional planning. So this can look like reading a guide about the location you're going to and making notes. Get into it, get detailed. The more you get into it, the more actual present joy you will get from a future event. So, um, you know, like if you're reading that book and like, oh man, I really wanna go here. You'll, your brain is gonna start turning and, and producing those endorf yeah, endorphins. Um, because in reality, your brain doesn't know the difference between you imagining something and living something. You know, it, it, your brain is real good at tricking itself with its imagination. This is why stress is actually so much of a problem because your stress is a lot of times, um, you know, anxiety specifically can be imagined negative events 
So like predicted negative events or negative outcomes are what cause stress. So let's just flip that around and predict and imagine some positive outcomes, some positive events. And this is gonna allow us to take that trip to Hawaii that's 12 months from now, pull it forward and just get into the details, start planning out everything, think about the restaurants, take a virtual tour, plan your hotel, virtual tour of the lobby, whatever it is. Um, and, and so, you know, this is how you can take a, uh, you know, those big vacations and really stretch the impact over time. So the final thing I want to touch on is making play a habit. So, um, in, in a lot of the cases it's scheduled, this is, this is my default. Um, but there are other ways to do it. So, um, you know, you could cue, like, so the, the habit is the cue, the routine, and the reward. In this case, the, the routine is going to be having fun, having a good time, or even planning some of that fun in the case of, like, a fun fest and really diving into that. Um, so the cue um, schedule in a lot of times, you know, like, my alarm goes off, the meeting, calendar, invite, whatnot. It can also be a feeling. So when I'm feeling bummed out or burned out, what do I do? I go to my fun box. So... My fun box can, I could have one, or I could have a collection, or I could have a spreadsheet. Spreadsheet's a little more boring. But in these boxes, you can write down all the things from your list that you made, put them into the box, then whenever you're feeling bummed, maybe you have the box, like maybe you have a couple little boxes and they're organized by time. So it's like, I've got an hour, or I've got 15 minutes, or I've got, you know, two hours. You just dig into that box, grab one, pick it out, and you're like, okay, this is the play date. This is what I'm gonna do. This is the fun I'm gonna have right now. That way it relieves the psychological burden of having to come up with an idea for play because you've already, you've got this backlog in your, in your arsenal. This also works really well for date night ideas with your partner. Um, you know, my, my wife has a, actually a box that we have um, for this. Um, we need to be better about using it. And during COVID, it's a little tough, but the idea is to have easy access to it. And that's your routine. Um, so the cue, you know, man, I'm a little burned out. I'm anxious. I'm tired, you know, whatnot. I'm going to go to the box, go to the box. You don't have to use the first one that you draw. You can draw a couple if you want. It's your box. Um, and then the reward as part of that cycle is fun. So, um, thank you again for joining us for today. Um, I hope you had a couple of good takeaways. Um, please let me know, um, you know, on habit better comment or anything, tell us what you want to hear about. Um, so hump day habits, we are, we are looking at creating a podcast out of this. Um, we will still do the live. Um, but then we will also have a podcast version available to listen to. Um, we'll announce some details of that in the, in the days ahead. Um, but thank you again for your time and, you know, choosing to spend it with us and get out there and plan your play. All right, have a great evening.